Welcome to Busy Gamer Nation. I'm Amir Rao, I'm the studio director for Supergiant Games, and we're the creators of Bastion and Transistor, and we're here showing our third game, Pyre. I'm Darren Korb, I'm the audio director for Supergiant Games, and we are working on a game called Pyre, where you lead a band of exiles through a mystical purgatory, and you participate in these ancient rituals and try to earn back your freedom. It reminds me a little bit of Bastion, not like a lot, but there's similar kind of appeal, I think. Bastion had some fantasy components to it, and this game does as well, so... Yeah, I can see why you'd find some feel similarity there. How long have you been working on it? Since the second half of 2014, I believe, so about two years. Pyre is a party-based role-playing game where you participate in these ancient competitions to earn your freedom from this mystical purgatory. And the inspirations are super varied across the team for what we're trying to do here, but I would say the main thread is that we wanted to do a larger cast of characters that you could get closer to. Our previous games were sort of these solitary experiences, and we wanted to try something where you got closer immediately lead to a larger group, basically, and manage what it would be like to travel with them, to work with them in these ancient rituals, and to try and help them also earn their freedom. So I know Greg Hassabin's creative director. Is it largely his child, or are you guys involved in the development as well? Or? Yeah, all of us are involved in creating our games. Greg is a huge part of everything we're doing, obviously, as a creative director in terms of the creative development and design, writing, vibe, atmosphere, all these kinds of things. But we all contribute. Uh, I do game design as well alongside Greg, and you know, our team's super small. We're 12 people. You know, our team of three, two engineers, that kind of thing. It's a really, really small group. Who's putting everybody all gets there. a voice. Yeah, everyone gets a voice, and certainly large areas of the game are coming from a very personal place for the people here. So the art style and stuff is Jen. The way the characters move and feel, that's all Camilo. The sort of visual effects, the weathering, the, the way the UI feels, that's all Josh. So people have like a lot of autonomy over the things that they are specifically doing all the work in. Are there any ideas you contributed that you're really proud of? <laughs> uh, sure. So a lot of what I do is the tuning of the ritual gameplay you see here, the rites. So that's also a lot of Gavin, our gameplay engineer, and Greg as well. You can see them in a lot of the interactions that we have there. I've been particularly proud of the fact that everyone has been able to get through <laughs> the demo that we're showing. A lot of games, first they begin their lives super janky, and then they begin their lives in this like really, really hard place, because when developers tune their games, they often tune them for their own strong ability uh, for the game, and so for me personally, PAX is always a big test of, do we put the introductory experience in the right place so that you can access all the mechanics, and it's not too overwhelming for you, or not too confusing, and for us, you know, the game is a departure for us, the way the rights work, and so it's been super rewarding for me to watch people learn, and get through it, and succeed at it. Yeah, I did the demo yesterday, and at first I wasn't sure I liked the rights, the arena of combat, it felt a little bit like Transistor, which I ultimately never got through, I was yeah. like, after a while it became intimidating, and I just never went back to it, and this one, I was kind of like, I'm not sure I like this, and then I went through it a second time, yeah. and I'm glad you had that second time in there, because yeah. that's when I started to get a sense of how it was kind of yeah. like a basketball game, and you're trying yeah. to score a slam yeah. dunk on the other person's team, and yeah. there's like you can pass the ball and yeah. get the, or the orb yeah. and I was like wow I'm actually starting to love this oh, I, mean, I, it, I, went from, I went from I'm not sure about this yeah, yeah, yeah. to I think I love this yeah I know I think it was important for us to get in the scope of what people played a chance to like exhibit some mastery over the, the thing and so yeah it's you know it's a competitive action game requires coordination among your various exiles and so we're really happy with the reception to that and just watching people sort of learn it and watching the moments where they really start to get it has been really cool there also seems to be a fair amount of exploration which I loved in Bastion, and yeah. I'm hoping there'll be a lot more of that here. Yeah, no, there's a big world out there for you to find things about, you know, both from 
the rich use of text in the game where there's a lot of context for you to reach for and in the environment itself where you're able to sort of engage in different aspects of travel, of foraging, of spending time with your exiles and mentoring them and managing your caravan and all these kinds of things. We're excited for how all those things are going to connect and make you really feel a part of this world. I know it's not quite finished yet, but do you have a sense of how long the game is? And I know Bastion, at the end of the game, I was just utterly thunderstruck by the ending. I was just totally blown away by the emotional impact of the game. I'm wondering if there's going to be something similar here. I mean, we certainly strive to make games that can have that kind of emotional impact. I mean, for us, in terms of length, we're not sure, honestly. We strive to make sort of complete games, and once we get to that point, the game is however long it is. We're not trying to hit a really specific length or anything like that. There's going to be like optional stuff you can do that make it longer? Yeah, for, for sure, even in what we have here today, there's like a fair amount of optional content. Additional stuff you can dive into in your caravan, conversations you can have, and that's going to play out throughout the game in terms of optional places you can go to, optional events, content that mixes in there that will hopefully make the playthrough feel really personal to you. How does the rights combat, does it evolve over time? It seems like it was starting to and there was yeah. some ways I could level up my characters to make them more facile. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you earn enlightenment. When you rank up, you can use these masteries to customize your exiles. There are going to be more exiles as well for you to work with. And on top of that, the rival teams provide a lot of sort of variants. You're competing against other groups who are also trying to earn their freedom, and so it's very important for them to prevail in these rights as well. So something that works like with one team might not work as well with the other team. Exactly, yeah. You might find that they have different compositions or different personalities or different ways of approaching the rights that should hopefully make things interesting for you and vary the play experience for you as well. So you might have to rethink your strategy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, certainly here, you're just getting the hang of everything. But yeah, no, the same thing won't keep working. And even the way the rights are designed where when you douse the pyre with an exile, they sit out for a round. That causes you to sort of start to figure out different strategies among even just your own group. Why don't you tell me about the music? When the stars align, the rights shall come to bear. The signs the exiles shall be there. Uh, I have a couple of different modes that I'm working in. For the outside of the rituals, I have one approach, and then in the rituals, I have a slightly different approach, at least just how I come at it. Outside of the rituals, I'm leaning into like an acoustic 70s fantasy classic rock thing. So, like, I'm influenced by, like, kind of like the beginning of Stairway and, like, the, you know, some Jethro Tull kind of stuff and, like, uh, things like that. Like, you know, acoustic guitars and flutes and, but still rock music. And inside the arena, I'm leaning into some more kind of ritualistic stuff, some more gothic instruments. I have some, like, harpsichords and organs and church choirs and things like that to make it feel more like a, you know, some sort of ritual. You're also responsible for the audio work. You said in the panel, yesterday yep. that there's a lot more voice talent involved, a lot yeah. more moving parts. Yeah, well this game has a lot more characters than any game we've done so far. And so the main Archjustice character, we call him the sort of narrator type character, speaks in English, but all the other characters speak in a language that Greg, our creative director, is making up. So yeah, we have sort of quips when different characters speak to give them a voice, sort of like Fire Emblem games, if you played those, there's sort of like a similar thing that happens in those. We have a, a lot of characters to give voice to. So yeah, we've been doing a lot of casting and recording. Do you learn things from other games that you're applying to this? Yeah, I mean, I think our work gets more streamlined and our process gets more streamlined with each game we do we're able to sort of try and execute like a little bit more and more complicated stuff, stuff that's a little bit more and more outside of our comfort zone. I'm certainly doing stuff with dynamic audio that 
I couldn't have tried to do at the beginning of either of the other projects just because I know more from the previous two projects now. And so we were able to sort of hit the ground running with what we learned on our past two games and really kind of branch out and try some things that maybe we wanted to do before but just didn't have the the technical ability to do yet as individuals or as a team. What does dynamic audio mean? Is that like things that are reactive to what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. So we have some really complicated STEM-based music stuff happening. So outside of the rights, for example, just each piece has about seven or eight stems. So there's a guitar stem, a mandolin stem, a flute stem, a miscellaneous stem, and there's two drum stems and a bass stem, right? And so depending on what screen you're in, what state you're in, which menu screen or which character you're talking to, different stems will be turned on and off dynamically. So it'll give the piece a pretty different feel and really kind of, I feel, help extend the life of the piece. So you can listen to it for a lot longer without it sounding repetitive because you're hearing different little pieces and chunks of it, just depending on how you're playing and what you're doing at the time. Does that mean there's not like a traditional score? Is there going to be like a soundtrack album with just certain stems mixed together a certain way? Well, so I compose a piece. You know, I compose pieces. We plan to have a soundtrack album. What I'll probably end up doing for the soundtrack album is editing down so you hear all of that, but just, you know, I'll sort of choose when you hear it instead of you dictating when you hear all that stuff. If that so your experience sense. in the game may be different from the soundtrack based on what's going on? Yeah, depending on what you're doing, probably, just because we're putting a lot of the music in as multi-channel stems that you dictate when you hear them basically and in the soundtrack it'll have to be a stereo mix down so it'll be it sounds fairly non-traditional i don't know a lot of games that might do that i'm not sure how much of that happens in other games i mean i know other games do stem-based music but i just don't know the extent what inspired that decision we dabbled in it a little bit in transistor where we had the humming track that was sort of silent until you went into turn mode and that was sort of done in a similar way and then we also had a drum stem and then the rest of the music stem, right? So the drums could be turned off outside of combat, and then when you got into combat, the drums turned on. So in Transistor, we are already doing that, but now we've just sort of extrapolated that to be like a lot more involved and to be dictated more specifically by all sorts of different states instead of just like in combat, out of combat. And release date? We're looking at 2017 and platforms it's going to launch on the PlayStation 4 and on Steam. All are not the same, but three shall be as one. Freedom in the flame, the end has just begun. Strength may break alone, but twisted Find show notes, music credits, and other details at BusyGamerNation.com WAC Podcast.